Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Welcome back to Jay Prisoner Radio. I'm your host, Greg Young. And uh, Adam, we're back together. Yeah, it's, it's been a while, Greg. I'm glad we kind of got the group back together here and uh, can talk about some successful hockey games that the Caps have been playing. Yes. Well, before we talk about hockey games, uh, <laughs> there is something I have to ask you about. Uh, so I don't, I'm sure our fans have noticed uh, I got very invested in the World Series winning Washington Nationals. They won the World Series. Uh, that still feels surreal, surreal to say. Uh, and, uh, you know, so we got a little Nats focused on a otherwise capital-centric podcast. Um, so before I think we, we fully turn the page on that, Adam, you were at Game 7 in Houston because you live in Houston. How was it? Uh, it was great. I mean, I have been very privileged in my life to go to a lot of sporting events. Um, you know, I was at... Um, all the Capitals' whole home games in the Stanley Cup final are really the whole playoffs in 2018 and uh, tons of playoff games over the years and some great baseball games too. But um, it, it was pretty incredible to see the Nationals win win the championship. Um, it, it was certainly a uh, once-in-a-lifetime experience to kind of see see a team from your hometown kind of t- take home the crown, especially – uh, given that the Capitals didn't win a single round at home during their 2018 yeah. Stanley Cup run, so it was uh, it, it, it was it was just really cool to see kind of the championship pro- trophy being presented, and um, you know Zimmerman uh, speaking and everything. Obviously, this is before all that uh, political stuff he did at the White House, but yeah. it, it was it, <laughs> it, 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 less it was, on that the better, right? Less on that the better. It, it, it was just very uh, it was very interesting, and it, and it was and it was great, and the uh, all. You know, it was a uh, civil crowd. Uh, you know, there wasn't any any issues with anybody on on any side. So, I, I mean, it, it it was a great time. It was a once in a life experience. I was very fortunate to be there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Were you able to kind of sneak down when uh, the uh, when the when the game that kind of result happened and see kind of the crowd and everything like that? Yes, I was. Um, yeah, I was in the upper deck and I snuck down after after the game was over. I uh, I, I, I like kind of went with the masses down and. Um, was able to kind of be be near the trophy 
uh, being presented and all that stuff. So that was really cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, of course, it started like pouring right after that in Houston. It was crazy. So yeah. but it, it was a it was qu- like a, quite... a cleansing rain, you know, or exactly. Yeah, it was it was really cool. That's awesome. It was, That's really yeah. cool. You were you were obviously, I'm guessing, rooting for the Nationals. Uh, you were there with your girlfriend, right, if I remember correctly? Uh, I am in Houston with my girlfriend, but she did not come to oh, the game okay. with who me. Oh, okay. Who did you go to the game with? Just myself, actually. Oh, it was wow. the first time I think I've gone to a sporting event, a non-capital sporting event, 100% solo in a very long time. But yeah. uh, the, t- the tickets were a little pricey. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could imagine. I could imagine. I, I will say this, okay? Like, and I think you could back me up on this. Like, going to games by yourself, not a bad deal. No, like, no, it was it's fine. actually very nice. Like, I this is gonna sound like the 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 silliest stupid. Like, I, I'll go to baseball games by myself and like. You know, it's like, all right, like, it's the fourth inning. I want to be on Twitter or something. I can just do that because it's, like, a regular season baseball game. And, like, it's just nice, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely, um, yeah, you end up talking to people around you more. Yeah. You know? uh, there were actually a surprisingly large amount of people at that game that I think were traveling, like, or were just by themselves. Yeah. Or, or you know, there'd be one or two of them. And, and as I said, everyone was just super pleasant. So it was just a... Um, quite the experience you know because i obviously i was watching all the houston games too being down here so seeing the you know both teams play each other was pretty interesting yeah and then uh yeah i mean every game uh every game being won by the road team that actually that did feel a little capsish didn't it you know because i mean yeah every they uh won every every clinching game on the road for the when they when they did the thing um <laughs> so speaking of people that did things that weren't necessarily the greatest um so i, I i'm gonna talk briefly about don cherry because i think everyone in hockey is talking about don cherry a little bit it's now been i think a few days since he was fired by sportsnet um I'm going to talk about this for like a minute or so, and then I think we're going to turn the page. So sound good, Adam? You have at it, my friend. All right. Okay. So what I would say is that I think that I want to, I'm less, you know, I mean, look, what Don Cherry, I think what most people would say is abhorrent, right? Like, you know, I mean, you can't say basically blaming the immigrant community for, you know, not supporting veterans is like, obviously ridiculous and obviously offensive. So I think the bigger thing I want to take from it is that I think as hockey fans, it's, I I like in one way that it's kind of a niche sport, you know, because we know the same people on Twitter and it's like a very easy to kind of form a community. But I think the lesson I want to learn from this is that we need to keep trying to expand the types, you know, and cultures and everything like that that is experiencing hockey. I think that, Sometimes as a hockey fan, it can be a little easy to be insular and just be comfortable, you know, in your community and, you know, maybe not welcome, you know, people with different viewpoints or different socioeconomic status or race or gender or anything like that. And, you know, I think that it's important as a hockey fan to keep trying to kind of, you know, move past that and really like think about how we can, you know, expand what I think is the best sport in the world to a whole range of different and, you know, unique people. And so I, that's, that's what I, that's what I hope we gain from this is just kind of an appreciation that, you know, it's, it's time, I think, to welcome, you know, people that, you know, maybe don't look or, you know, sound or anything like that, you know, look or sound different. I think it's time to welcome them in. And I think that, you know, if, if there's a renewed focus to that, you know, among hockey fans, I think, I think this will have been, you know, something that I I hope we'll learn the right lesson from. Yeah, I, I really do hope that I kind of, um, 
you know, hockey, as much as it is a catchphrase, hockey is for everyone, right? And yes. um, it feels like for years, one of the big mouthpieces of the game has uh, kind of made it clear how they feel about immigrants. And I mean, we've seen other stuff from other other guys in the past that led to them being excluded, you know, from Olympic broadcasts. And um, it, it, it was time to, to make a change. And I'm glad that the public outcry this time or or the general sentiment was strong enough to actually lead for Sportsnet to make a change rather than in the past where it's just kind of, uh, if it's blown over, it's blown over. So. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. All right, we are, I, I am flipping <laughs> the metaphorical page on John Cherry. We have talked about John Cherry. Um, you, know, yeah. you know, Greg, Greg, I thought you were going to use the segue to the Nationals clinching on the road to talk about the Capitals' road record, and I, you wow. know, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I'm a little disappointed by that missed opportunity <sighs> yeah all right well okay well you i mean you you you've, you've hosted this before that's that's a that's a veteran host move so uh, <laughs> let's let's transition to i mean i had on here that we could talk about are we sick of carolina yet but i can give you a one word answer which is yes i'm sick of carolina are you sick of carolina <laughs> I, I i am growing a little I, I i've had a kind of enough of, of carolina they went from being the team i was pretty uh interested in i mean i'm still interested in how the team plays and stuff and yes. they're on ice antics but the social media stuff is just i've kind of had enough with it i imagine it's what it's kind of like being in the um in the pacific division having to deal with the king's twitter account or really yes. how the king's twitter account was a few years ago yeah it's just kind of like all right i had enough i mean it's uh you know the capital you know um, ben raby posted today that the capitals now have since what was it 19 what year uh, i'm gonna have to find this later but the capitals now lead the nhl in in wins since the save the capitals campaign yes. 72 right if i remember was yeah that, was something that like that, that yeah yeah so and carolina granted both teams have won a cup and all that stuff but like give me a break right like yeah. are we really talk? we really talk the hurricanes have made the playoffs once in the last since 09 yes so, once and they you know, barely made it Yes. Uh, well, and, and they did. But they beat the Caps on the they, first they round. Did so. beat the Caps. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so, fine, so fine. 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 My, my point is that the Capitals are, <laughs> are a franchise with sustained sustained success. Carolina is definitely a team on the rise. Yes. And I've just kind of I've had enough of the social media antics. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, Carol and Carolina, you know, took that opportunity to take a shot at the Capitals after the Nationals did win the Cup with the. Um, the Capitals not mentioning the Mystics immediately in their yes in their championship stuff and uh, you know I, I don't know if definitely a bit want, of an unforced error I, I don't know if we want to kind of go into that it was definitely yeah. an unforced error on the Caps part um, so. yeah I you know I mean look like I, I think it was I think that they uh, the sense I've gotten from both the Caps the Nats and the Mystics is that they've done a good job I think of including each other for the yeah. most part right like you know I don't I don't think it was ever advertent really but at the same time like you know look like you need to make an effort to include everyone right i think and you know when when you fall short of that you know look do i want someone to get fired over that no right like i don't you know but but at the same time look right like you know it was dumb let's you know move on and not not do it again right but the yeah the, the key tie-in of course to carolina here is that carolina felt the need to then tweet Yes, you know something about inviting the Mystics player down to any games in Raleigh, and that that just kind of uh, it's just weird to me because I'm like, are, isn't this like a you know it, it's also like a bad look on like the league thing almost, yeah. you know, like like it's a it's just a questionable brand move. You're you're part of the collective, you know, NHL brand, but then again, maybe you say you draw in eyeballs because you know people love a good controversy, so. 
I guess it's, so. Uh, I guess so. Well, um, you know, I, I'm going to do a little transition here. I know that oh, uh, the other thing that was in the media is, you know, that there was a fan that stole someone's ice cream at a Carolina game. Um, but so speaking of stealing of things on the road, the Capitals. Uh, wow. See, all right. See, there we go. That's a, that's a pretty good transition. I'll take that. Um, I... Uh, the Capitals have been stealing uh, some uh, some games on the road lately, and as a result, they have, you know, I mean, last two games aside, I think we would say they haven't looked particularly great in those two, but for the most part, man, they, they're playing some pretty good hockey right now, huh? Yeah, so, um, you know, we're, we're kind of cheating here. We're not, like, this great at pulling our own numbers. Um, the teams put out, like, great little guides before yes. every game. And game the notes. Capi- Read the game notes. Yeah, They're ga- great. The game notes. They actually are really great. Yes. Um, they've always been great for getting, like, quick hitters. And the Capitals, you know, they've they've won nine road games this year. And they've earned a point now in their last eight road games. So they're 7-0-1 in that stretch. Um you know, it's just incredible what they've continued to do on the road. Um, you know, the Capitals have been a great team both home and away, uh, really, since you know 0809, right, or 0708. Yeah. Um, you know, except for that one Adam Oates year. Um, but they were just I mean, bad. They were just bad. <laughs> but I mean, it just feels like recently they've just been great on the road i don't know if it's one of, if it really is that kind of um the team just as really well when they're all together and they've got great chemistry together you know they still have a lot of guys from the cup team they all get along really well or maybe it's just that it's a good hockey team that wins a lot of games yeah. and like but <laughs> they're just good also yeah yeah i mean that that could be it too but you yeah. know sometimes the that kind of supposition out there and all that all that stuff is 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 true right we see that these teams do really get along and um, chemistry does matter yes. uh, maybe. So um, Capitals have been great on the road. Uh, they've continued to be great on the road. They win a lot, but you made a good point that they haven't necessarily looked great the last two games. And last night, of course, was only a, only a one goal performance from the Capitals uh, yeah. in that game against the Flyers. So um, yeah. I don't know. What, what, what are your kind of thoughts on, on, is this like a tough spot for Todd Reardon to be in? Cause the team's just been winning so much, but you can get, does it look like sloppy trends are starting to get into their gameplay? Oh yeah. I mean like, and I'll, I'll give you the example, like the last two periods of, cause I mean, they look great in that first period against Philly, right? Like they were like flying. I think they held them to like five shots on goal. And really that even seemed high. Like, and then you kind of just got sloppy. I mean, yeah, Philly is decent and they made some adjustments, but I, just the kind of the overpassing, the stuff that we always, like, just roll our eyes at when the Cavs do, you know, they started to do it, I think, a little bit more. And, you know, the other thing that I'm kind of looking at a little bit with this team is, you know, like, their power play, I think, the last couple of games has been kind of a little stale. You know, like, it... I, I, and I think that teams are, you know, going to start pressing the puck handler more. I know that I was on Broad Street Radio doing, like, a preview, you know, uh, a couple of days ago, and that was something I kind of flagged, was that, you know, like, why don't teams pressure the puck handler more on the power play? And, you know, like, eventually teams are going to start doing it, and they did, and so I think, like, now the Caps have got to kind of do a transition there, too. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's hard for me to get too annoyed about it, because, look, they're winning games, but... Yeah, I mean, they started the year with their underlying numbers, I think, looking really, really, really good. And, you know, like, in the last, like, they've started to kind of creep down a little bit. We started seeing kind of the, you know, old caps of, you know, riding a pretty high shooting percentage, you know. And I think the last two games, we've kind of seen that go to a bit of an extreme. Um, And just, yeah, kind of sloppy play, too. You know, like, it's hard for me to complain, again, too much because, I mean, look, one of the games was a Monday night game against the Coyotes at home right? Like, 
I I was bored for that game, right? Like, and I, you know, we watch it and have great time normally, but it was just like, uh, it kind of felt like a bit of a chore, and I would imagine the Caps probably felt that too. And I mean, hey, look, they spotted them three goals and came back and won. So I, I think that was kind of a long, rambling answer to basically just say like, eh, it's fine. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think they're fine. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm looking at Right now, I'm looking at HockeyViz.com, yeah. Michael Blake McCurdy's great site, and looking at kind of the five-on-five shot rates over the last twenty-five. Capitals are still in a pretty solid place, yeah. right? I mean, they're they're you know they're not as favorable looking as Carolina, but they look Ugh. you know pretty good compared to yeah most of the league. They yeah. look like a team that's competitive again, that's able to kind of um, do a great job maintaining puck possession and all that stuff. And, yeah. you know, again, going back to those notes, those game notes, I mean, there was a pretty interesting thing in there about kind of Wilson and Verona and Kuznetsov and how kind of they've been possessing the puck and out shooting opponents while they're on the ice. So oh, yeah. um, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that line in particular as we kind of talk about how the team's been playing recently. Yeah, I mean, I think that, it's tricky, right? Because on one hand, that line, whenever you're on the ice, it's just, or whatever you, they're on the ice, you're just like, wow, this line, everyone on this line can skate. And, I mean, the Caps have a lot of talent, but they don't necessarily have a lot of guys who can just skate, you know? And you look at Vrana, Kuzi, and Wilson, and I would, I don't know, Adam, what would you say? I mean, I, I think those are the three best uh, forward skaters on the team, right? Wouldn't you say? Just in terms uh... of pure speed and strength, you know, in terms of stride and everything like that? I don't know. I mean, you'd, you'd hope you'd have Hacklin in there, right? Ah, fair. But, okay, fair. All right, uh, fine. But, like, when you, I think, combine... All right, let's go three of the top, like, five or something like yeah, that, yeah, for sure. Right, yeah, yeah, So, a lot of speed. The, the, the problem I've started having with it a little bit is that's a lot of speed on one line. And you look at some of the other lines, particularly with Hacklin being out the last couple of days, and, you know, you're like, wow, like, those other lines look a little slow kind of by comparison, right? I mean, uh, I'll give you just an example. Like, the top line right now is... Oshi, Backstrom, and Ovi, right? And they're all tremendously talented, but you wouldn't exactly say any of those guys are, like, going to be elite skaters at this point in their career, right? Like, maybe Oshi, like, is, like, shifty and yada yada, but they're not going to have that kind of, like, top-end speed. And so I think that line, I've, like, noticed the kind of refurbished top line, you know, has, I think, looked a little slow at times. And, you know, the other bottom lines when, you know, whenever Haglin's out, you know, like, yeah, like, these aren't guys who are going to fall, really kind of fly up and down the ice. Although, caveat, uh, the caveat I would give is, man, Brandon Leipzig really can skate, at least aggressively. I don't know if he's particularly fast, but at least I notice it. But, yeah, I mean, that kind of point aside, I mean, like, it just seems like a lot of, like, your eggs in one basket. And it's kind of the classic hockey conundrum of, you know, is that what you want or do you want, you know, a to kind of spread out all your, like, top skaters. And so I, I'm still, like, kind of divided on it. I, you know, I think I'm okay keeping the lines where they are with them winning. But, you know, I think the second we start seeing some opposite results, I, I would expect to see a change. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'd expect maybe to see some Verona movement, maybe move him up to yes. the top line, bounce around, put Oshi down below. Um, you know, Ovechkin's still got legs. He doesn't get up to that speed as fast, but I mean, he's still, you know, yeah. what, what, we, what do we see after his, you know, it felt like a three-minute shift in overtime. Oh, yeah, and then he had the, like, partial breakaway. Yeah, crazy stuff. I mean, he's been out there for, for, for minutes. Yes. Uh, Philly had the puck the whole time, and, and, you know, Ovi's still able to kind of break away against relatively fresh uh, yeah. Philadelphia legs. So, um, he's you know, not I think a normal he's got some human, speed. Is what no, and, and Backstrom is <laughs> Backstrom's never been fast. No, I mean, that not. was never his 
that's never been his kind of strong suit. Um, he just sees the game real well and gets in the right place at the right time. And, and there's also like um, way more physical, I think, than people give him credit for. Oh yeah, I mean he's got the great kind of counter check as well when he's kind of in the in, in the corner, um, and, and and I've always kind of I think very highly of Rana. Um, obviously, my opinions on Wilson have changed as well. I think he's much better. Yeah. Than I thought he'd be. Um, his scoring's been much better than I thought it would ever be. Um, if Rob is listening, congratulations, Rob, you got me on that one. But um, you know, it, it, not a bad again, looking contract I, yeah, in hindsight, no. huh? No, listen, listen, Greg, the guy, they still, it was still a, even if he's playing really well and it's less than his current level indicates, what matters is how much did you pay him relative to what you had to pay him. I mean, okay, fair, but you know, all right, the the counterpoint, (laughs) here, here'd be my counterpoint to that. And then we're going to do that. And then we're going to take a break because we've already been going for, 20 almost 20 minutes and yeah so but we're we're gonna take a break at some point and go do a commercial break but i what i would say would be i think contracts can kind of i mean yeah like fair there's like a real politic like you you know whatever you pay him in a hard salary cap league you cannot pay someone else and maybe that meant you can't get a certain forward yada yada like i get that um but at the same time i think you can also view a contract as a way to say, like, I want the player to have this kind of role and we want you to grow in to become this kind of player. And I think when you give Wilson a contract like that, you're saying, look, like, we can't just have you be a fourth-line goon with these cheap hits anymore, you know? You're going to have to, you know, play, be a top-six, you know, forward that is, you know, yes, is physical, but also can really skate and shoot. And... You know, I think that you give him kind of room to grow into that role with a contract like that. You're sending a really good message. So, you know, I say that, and then at the same time, he got that contract and then immediately got suspended, right? So, like, I don't know how much maybe that had to do with it, but, you know, so I don't know. That's But that's kind of my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, the suspension might have ended up being the best thing for him in, like, kind of his long-term career. Yes. Um, you know, he, he's, he's clearly been a uh, better player since, I'd say, um, on the ice. Maybe, you know, he... he Definitely took a couple runs later in the year last year and in the playoffs that were not ideal, I'd say. But no, um, not not great. Yeah. <laughs> no, but all all in all, um, you know, he'll never play against St. Louis again in the preseason. And nope. Um, Tom Tom Wilson is is certainly been playing really great hockey, and the Capitals uh, certainly do not look like fools for the contract they gave him, uh, regardless of whether or not they could have gotten him for less. Um, you know, the open market certainly would have paid more, but through arbitration, could they got him for less, probably. But, you know, it's all about relationship management, too, and that's yeah. all stuff that, to be frank, I, I don't have the expertise to, to really criticize them too much on. So No, 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 um, no. agreed, agreed. All right, well, uh, we're going we're gonna to take a break right here, um, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about um, a little bit about the week ahead. We're going to talk about the goaltending, and we're going to kind of talk about the division a little bit. So uh, stay tuned. Welcome back to Japers Rink Radio. Um, so, Adam, um, the Caps, they look pretty good in the division right now. Um, just to kind of give you a bit of an overview. Uh, so, right now, as we are recording, which is before games were played on Thursday night, um, the Capitals have a uh, five-point lead on the Islanders. Now, granted, the Capitals have three games in hand on the Islanders, and they have two games uh-huh. in hand on everyone else in the or, well. The Capitals... Other teams have those oh, on yeah, the other, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, other teams have those games in hand because the Caps have already played 20 games. The Islanders have only played 17, and the other top ones are 18. So, you know, 
the cap that being said like the caps have i think looked pretty good you know in terms of the division race i mean only five points ahead on the islanders and look if the islanders win all those three games in hand they'll be ahead of the caps that's something but i mean the islanders have also just been playing insanely good hockey and even if you think that they are good like which i'm kind of in between on right you know i mean like their underlying numbers continue to be terrible and then barry trots continues to be barry trots right okay so like i don't know like you could kind of debate that either way i think even if you're going to have the most optimistic view of what barry trots is doing they're not going to keep winning like these 10 game in a row winning streaks right i don't think they're like a mid-70s montreal canadians team right like i don't i don't think they're that so <laughs> uh particularly a team with like two good forwards so uh, I get, I, I'm gonna get roasted on Twitter. It's fine. Uh, but anyways, so I mean, man, like this. I mean, this is looking good for the Caps, and I mean, they already have a 10 point lead on the Penguins. They're up nine over the Flyers. They're up 11 over the Hurricanes, and uh, beyond that, you know, the Rangers, Blue Jackets, and Devils all kind of look like disasters. So uh, looking pretty good, eh? Yeah, I mean, the Capitals are, you know, what are they, 8-0-1 against Eastern Conference opponents? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then 3-0-1 against Metropolitan Division opponents. So they haven't played they haven't played that much within the division, right? They played the Islanders on their, during their second game of the year. Yeah, they had that uh, West Coast road trip. Yep, so the Capitals haven't spent a lot of time yet playing these teams. Um, you know, they, they lost to Carolina 3-2 in the third game of the year. I'm kind of just looking through the game log here real fast. Yeah. And, um you know, th- those are the two opponents that, uh, you know, I think are probably the two biggest threats. But Philly is also another one that's looked kind of good. So, yeah. you know, uh, the question is, are the Capitals going to kind of be playing the rest of this year in cruise control or are they going to have to work for it? And, um, you know, we keep talking about the Islanders and, like, as you said, just keep waiting for them to kind of fall off here. And it was the same way all year last that's year. True. So what? And it, but they've got a different goal. It's not even the same goaltending no. tandem this time around. So it's no. not even. No, they have Varley the there now, and he's been amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Varlamov is a really interesting case because he had a few fantastic years um, with Colorado. Yeah. He played Including, relative... like, maybe, like, I think one of the greatest individual goaltending seasons ever. I mean, remember when he carried yeah. one of those Sackic teams into the playoffs, like, basically yes, just did. by himself? It, it was a travesty that they did not give him the heart trophy but they gave it to carrie price yes or whatever the that that always like the following year or something like that that true i didn't i did not quite understand that one yes but um that's neither really here nor there i guess the more the more important thing is just uh you know barry trust was a great job getting a, (laughs) a lot out of a relatively limited talent team um, I'm not going to tell you I've watched the Islanders play a ton of hockey this year. I don't know. I have. That it's much. really boring. You're not missing. Is that it? Much. I oh, mean, yeah. they looked good in the against. I, I did watch some of the highlights last night of that Toronto Islanders game. Last oh, night yeah. being Wednesday the 13th, and uh, the Islanders scored some pretty looking goals. They did. Um, they, did. Know, they, they did. They did. Good. But really, for the most part, they've just been like Barry Trotzying teams to death. And I don't know if that's a word, but I'm making it a word. So, <laughs> you know, it, it just we constantly get back to what we talked about before. And we talked about a lot on the Jabers ring slack last year during the playoffs. Yeah. Do you believe a team plan, you know, that this style of hockey has is there enough skill on that roster to win a championship? And um, you do need a level of that to win. And I, I'm not sure they're there, but I think the Islanders are certainly um, at some point. I, I, I kind of have to stop saying that they're going to 
come back down to earth if they don't come back down to earth. Yeah. Kind of the same way people used to always say the capitals were going to fall back down to earth because their you know, shooting percentage is going to regress. But then it's like, well, over the last five years, the capitals have actually been shooting around that same percentage or not yeah. this time. Uh, obviously, right now, the capitals are shooting a bit above their historical shooting percentage. But you, you get what I'm generally saying. No, I like, do, I do, I the do, more I do. a team does this consistently, like maybe there is something about their system or about their talent level that makes that makes things different. So yeah, um, it's certainly something to keep an eye on. No, I think I think I think I struggle with it because I mean at least with the Caps, you could be like, okay, they have T.J. Oshie, Alex Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom, you know, and like I mean the Isles, like, do they have that kind of personnel? Like, you know, I don't know, but I mean Barry Trotz is like such a good coach that yeah, maybe you just I don't know, like I. I'm a little baffled by it, but you know we'll we'll see. And uh, you know they we still are only 17 games into the season for them, you know. So uh, I you know I think that they there's definitely some room to kind of explore them a little bit more. And I mean the Caps I think are going to play them relatively soon, although not not in the next five games. But you know so we'll kind of get a little bit of a view I think of how those teams match up. Um, but yeah, so in terms of kind of talking about how, you know, teams are, you know, matching up. Uh, one of the things, wow, this was a terrible transition because this is not, let's talk about Braden Holby. That's my <laughs> abrupt, terrible transition. And I, cause I couldn't think of a way to tie those things. Adam, you're a veteran. Tie those things together. Um, speaking of teams that have had saw goaltending this year. Wow, or have look they, at that go. You know, you, know, you just go. gotta, you know, just talk about, a guy who's had success in a Barry Trot system. This is a this lean is a good into it. Just lean right? into we're, it, we're Greg. Just lean into it. Right? Yeah. Like you know? talking about transitions. This is good. All right, so let's talk a little <laughs> bit about Braden Holtby. All let's right, he Braden is a Holtby. guy. All right, <laughs> heading into last night's game. Is, is last night again? I keep doing that to our listeners. Yeah. I'm sorry. Talking about Wednesday's game against the Flyers, his save percentage was still sub 900. Yeah. So. Not, I, you know, I'm talking about good goalies, but Brain Holpe's year has still been pretty lackluster uh, on the whole. Yes. But I think he's looked a lot better recently. I don't know. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I think so too. Like, I think that it's tricky because, I mean, the game I just remember was like, wow, this was a disaster, but it was also just a team-wide disaster. It was that game, uh, like, a few weeks ago against Colorado at home, right? Like, you're just like, wow, some of those goals that Holpe gave up were bad goals right they were just bad so you know you're like okay like yeah but at, at the same time I think he's looked more normal lately I would say like he hasn't really been noticeably out of position and I thought he looked really good against Philly right like you know there were a number of saves I think that he you know looked good on and everything like that so you know I think that and I've talked about this a little bit you know on the Broad Street podcast the Caps don't need Braden Holpe to be John Gibson right? That they don't need him to be Henrik Lundqvist. They don't need him to be peak Carey Price. They don't need that. They just need someone who's going to give them 9-10, right? 9-10 with the Caps talent everywhere else, probably going to win them a lot of games this year. And I, you know, lately I've seen that goalie. I've seen a goalie that maybe isn't going to make, you know, isn't going to be like a 9-20 or 9-30 goalie anymore. But I think, I think they have a 9-10. And as long as they kind of can balance that tanda between him and Samsonov, then, you know, I think they're not in a bad spot. Yeah, I mean, he certainly has the uh, the, the chops to be a successful goaltender still. Um, you know, in the playoffs, I think they might need a little bit more than 9-10. It can be yeah, certainly tough. Right. To, but um, he's got, 
he's got what it takes. And if this team, this team is playing some of its better hockey over the last, you know, handful of years, I, I, I truly believe as a whole, the Capitals have been playing relatively well. Um, and, and Holpe certainly has, has been part of it. Uh, and I know we're kind of getting close on time here, Greg. So if you don't mind me transitioning go us this for it. time. Go Look at that go. Uh, t- talking go. about kind of how the Cavs have been playing recently, let's talk a little bit about all these overtime games, right? I mean, the yeah. Capitals have been in overtime, I think, nine times this year. Um, but are you worried at all that their record is inflated because of that? Or is there a great mitigator here that we can talk about? Well, on to? I mean, look, like the Caps' goal differential is still pretty solid, you know, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, like some of these overtime games are going to even out, right? Like, you know, they just, they will, and we know that. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, the Caps have had a number of, like, I think really good looking games too, where they've, you know, scored a lot, you know, and it's, it's not, I don't think it's just overtime related, you know, and even if it is to an extent, the Capitals have the kind of talent three on three, you know, with the kind of personnel that they can roll out there to where I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to run a little ahead. But even if they don't, one, they're banking the points now. So great. And two, it's not like their goal differential is awful, right? Like, I mean, look at like their goaltender, their goal differential, you know, compared to like the Flyers who have a goal differential of three, you know, or the Isles who, despite all of this winning, still only have a goal differential of 15, right? You know, and so do I look at the Caps and, you know, yeah, it's like a little inflated, but I don't think it's too crazy. What do you think? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking too. I mean, the, the goal differential is really like the great mitigator for me. Yeah. Looking at it, it makes me feel a bit more comfortable in the team. Um, I think Luke had a great tweet about it on Twitter. It was because he, he kind of was looking at something similar and said, um, you know, five on five goal differential wise, the capital is still a great. So everything is probably still a okay but it you know it'd be nice if they could start getting getting back to getting a few more uh, solid goal differential games in there to kind of yeah. well and start, i mean here's what i will out. say if i'm not unless i'm mistaken which i don't think i am because i'm looking at the google unless google is lying to me i think the caps still have the top goal differential in the league yes so I, uh, right i mean so like that. Right, you know, and I mean, that's with, despite Boston having been, looked amazing, although they've lost very quietly four in a row. Um, actually, not very quietly. Did you see there, they, like, collapsed against the Panthers? I did see that, yeah. That was fun. I enjoyed that game. Um, and I will, <laughs> I will say no more. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, like, the Caps is the top goal differential in the league, right? And so, yeah, like, I mean, they've won a lot of one-goal games, but they've also won a lot of not-one-goal games, too. Yeah, they, they, you're definitely right. I mean, and again, it's some of this is recency bias, even on on my part here, right? I mean, they played Vegas uh, a few games ago, beat them five to two. Yeah, uh, they beat great the Flames really for most four of that two. Game. It beat up hard on the Sabers six to one. Yeah, apparently that's uh, not hard to do anymore. But there you no, go. No, it's not. No, it's not. The Sabers' fast start has kind of uh, come back down. They're not Earth. even a playoff team anymore. Yeah, I'm not 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 totally shocked there. No, but. me neither. I was like hoping at least that they would like like I have some buddies who are Sabres fans. I was like, man, mm-hmm. like, ugh, did it have to be that hard of a crash? <laughs> Sometimes it's 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 just nice to rip off the band aid, though, right? I guess that's true, right? I, you know, I no. mean, well, this happened last year too. They won ten in a row last year, and then like we're not even not just a playoff team. They weren't even close. Yeah, you know, it, it just gets so cold in Buffalo that maybe they're just trying to. Yeah, but in all fairness, the Bills are still looking okay. Yeah, so they got. They're, 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 they're a team. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, but 
it's important that if, if the team's going to be good, because they have to be able to get to the, that stadium. And let me tell you, it gets pretty cold up there in Buffalo. It does. So. Yeah, that's. Yeah, uh, I know it's worthwhile. Look, to go look, see at that, look at that. Look at that. Hashtag analysis by Adam Stray. This is why we pay us the big bucks. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, I'll pull up the Doppler if I have to where, for the show. Where are, where are some other places that are cold? Uh, anywhere north of the Mason-Dixon line. I was in Chicago last week for work. Very cold. Yeah. Let me tell you. Well, all right. Very let's cold. speak of let's speak of things that are not cold, which is the Capitals and the upcoming games they're playing because they are hot, 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 and we're gonna get to see them some more. How how was oh, that? Boy. C plus. That was good. No, that was good. That was good. All right, I, all right. So we're gonna keep <laughs> we're gonna keep plowing through with this segment of uh, the week ahead because now that we record weekly, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, we gave the people two podcasts last week, right? Do I remember this correctly? I think so. Yeah, because we all, had both it's, Isabel it's, it's and all, Sam on. It's it's been a it's a, it's a blur here right now, Greg. There you go. There you go. Well, I mean, uh, but now that we do this weekly, we're gonna you know take a look at the week ahead. Um, so uh, as of recording tomorrow, which is uh Friday, um, the fifteenth uh, of November or uh, yeah of November, I'm correct. Uh, the cap <laughs> the the Capitals play at home against the uh, the uh, Le Habitant, the uh, Montreal Canadiens, and then uh. They immediately follow that with a very interesting game. The Caps are playing at Boston, a game I am excited to see because, you know, even though Boston's struggled a little lately, that is still a very, very good-looking team. Um, And uh, then on Monday, the Caps play at home against the Ducks. On Wednesday, they're at the Rangers, so we get to see Capo for the first time. um, And a team that is actually maybe one of the worst defensive teams in hockey and is still fully making a run for one of the worst defensive teams in hockey history. Like I pulled those stats and they look real bad. Um, and then finally on Sat, the caps have a few days off. And then on Saturday, they are home against the Canucks. And, uh, the last time they played, they overcame a five to one deficit, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, Adam thoughts on the week ahead. Um, you know, I think the Canadians have been a bit of a surprise to me this year. That That's another team like the Islanders where I just don't really see the offensive power there. I, I don't really see them as a uh, – I, I struggle to view them as a true contender, but they've looked pretty good um, playing some solid hockey and winning a good amount of hockey games. Um, the, the Bruins, of course, are a – as you said, a, a, a good barometer. You know, Pasternak is one of the best players in the NHL. We'll see, kind of how how he's doing and what. For some reason, I'm like all of a sudden thinking that he's hurt. He's not hurt, is he? No, no, no. He's, he's, he's very healthy. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 uh, been on a tear so far this year and was just really been a, a fantastic player just to watch visually over the last few seasons. I always kind of enjoy watching him play yeah. if he's not well, scoring on the Capitals. Line, that whole line is just insane with him. Bergeron. Well, Mar- Marchand is is quite. I, I hate that guy. I yeah, mean, just despise yeah. Oh, it sucks him. because he's good too. It's. I would he's, imagine how a lot of other teams feel about Tom Wilson, right? It's like oh, this is annoying that he's good, but like I mean, Brad Marchand is also incredible, which yeah, sucks, it, and I hate it's it. It's like it, Tom Wilson if Tom Wilson also dived a lot. That's fair. That's because I licked I, I, people. Remember when he licked yeah. people? Yeah. Well, he that was like people. only two years ago. That's not yeah. that. Long. I mean, he, he uh, licked people. And like I mean, we have like a like a, like a three day crisis about how do we deal with Brad Marchand licking people? I mean, do you remember the the Caps Bruins playoff series and kind of the? I think he he just yeah. just dove left and right, and left did. and right, and then I think Backstrom. I don't remember who Backstrom cross checked. Like in the, I don't remember if it was him or some other Bruin, but it was definitely Marchand who caused the. Like he he just was such a pest. Yeah, okay. I, I will never. Not hate the guy. But, I think right, he also move. though had like maybe one of the greatest gifts of all time in that series. I'm not mistaken because didn't he? Wasn't he the guy that like pretended to slash Holpe? 
and then hope he stared him down. So reason I'm thinking Peverly for that one. Was that Peverly? All right, whatever. Like, but that was that series, right? Yeah, it was Where another had, like, one of those. It was another one of those annoying time. Boston like pest guys. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was. Yeah, that was they're they're sure. full of players like that, you know. Um, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, the, but that that'll be exciting. And then yeah. the Caps play the Ducks, who I don't like watching, and are now now have some fun players. Supposedly Andre Kasha is supposedly very good, so we'll get to see that. That's I, I don't the know, thing. Somehow Randy Carlisle is still sticking around, right? He's back. No, and, no, 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 no. They no, fired he's out him. again. They now. fired him. They fired they him. Have, we can uh, see. Look at me. I don't even like. I just was so just not interested in the Ducks when they had Carlisle that like I just stopped oh, paying awful. attention to them. They were so I mean, like it was awful to watch them. They were they were also just like objectively terrible. And you and you're telling me they're still that awful to watch, yeah, despite having bad. John get like one of the best goaltenders I know, in the NHL. I know, I know, I know. Well, that's part of the problem. I think sometimes is like when you have a goaltender like that, you can kind of just be like, well, let's just shut, shut the neutral da- zone down, and you know, I mean, they have some fun young skaters now a little bit, but yeah, you know, like I said, Andre Kasha is really worth watching. But I mean, for the most part, yeah, like they're gonna be like, okay, we're gonna shut the neutral zone down, and we're gonna, you know have each team have 30, you know, 23 shots on goal and, you know, Gibson's probably going to stop more than the other goalie. Well, not really this year, actually, because they have 20 points and, you know, are actually in the division mix a little bit, but they're not, like, particularly lighting the world afire. I mean, it's just crazy because they used to have such a great back oh, yeah. end of, 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 like, a great kind of list of young defensemen they had coming up the system and now a lot of those guys are just kind of all over the nhl you yeah. know you got shea theodore now with vegas and mm-hmm. um you know all those guys kind of kind of been there and been around and there was the adam henry trade back in the day when they traded for him from the devils and yeah i never about that pe- trade. Yeah. another team i expected to do better this year than hasn't but uh the rangers you know we'll we'll, we'll see how that one goes yeah um, i've watched some rangers this year they're bad they're bad. Like I, I say that, and the Caps are probably gonna like lose like five one because I say that, whatever. But like they're bad. They are one of and like I like ran the numbers on this. Like I said the other day, they are one of the worst defensive teams. Like not only in hockey, but really of like the last five years. They are a disaster like, like, defense. Like you're saying, like Buffalo bad. Like yeah, you know, well, like a shot differential type thing or that bad. yeah, yeah, they're bad. They're real bad. Um, but so it should be a fun game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, there, if you there look will at be some goals probably scored that game. Well, they average score adjusted wise over sixty five shot attempts allowed against per hour. So that's uh, that is a very large amount at yes. five at five. That yes. is the uh, I, I think poor Micah had to adjust the scale on his graph to keep the Rangers on there. That's how many shots they give up. Yes, they do. They do. And I mean, they actually don't have a ton of goals allowed relative to that. Um, But yeah, like they, they give up a lot of shots. And so I think there'll be some goals scored by the caps that game. That's my hot No, I saw the Canucks play last, last week in Chicago. Actually, I went to the the Hawks Canucks game uh, and they were an interesting team to, to kind of watch, you know, they, they looked like they were they were going for like a lot of these like kind of long stretch passes through the neutral zone trying to kind of spring guys and yeah. um you know they made the hot but all in all they kind of made the hawks look like a very competent hockey team so yeah uh, so we'll see we'll to a really hot start they've kind of been they like did. meh since then mm-hmm. you know but i will say this though okay everyone needs to watch quinn hughes play he is spectacular to watch. I actually, so I went to law school in Michigan and uh, I got to watch him play a lot. He is incredible. 
So 43. Like, whatever you do, just, like, make sure you watch him skate. Because he is, like, one of the true great elite elite skaters. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, he's really good. Everyone should just go watch all these Caps games. You know? Yeah. Make, make sure you tell Greg if it's cold because that's good analysis. So There you go. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's elite analysis. Elite. All right. We'll put, put uh, you on Coach's Corner, Adam. There you go. You, you can go there. Well, <laughs> We're, uh, listen, they they can't handle that amount of breaking news over there. Okay. Wow. So look at that. Look at you go. All right. You want to? Uh, you're the. I mean, you're the. You're the. You're the OG host. You want to take us home? All right. I'll take us home. Um, well, you know, Greg, you just did a great job. Thank you for doing all your hard work today and giving us all these great transitions. And uh, <laughs> you know, do, do you, you want to drop your Twitter handle for? Sure. All of our well, I changed it. I have a new Twitter handle now. It's not Greg Young Three anymore. Yeah, I know it's Greg Y underscore Jr. I added Jaker's rank. So now, aren't you glad that I? It's, it was important then that we pitched your Twitter handle. There again. you go. See? There you go. Yeah, you can uh, listen to all of my all of my takes uh, <laughs> that are uh, yeah, they're they're takes. Uh, you know, I'm 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 a little higher on Richard Panic than most of our site is. So there you go. Um, but uh, that's that's pretty much the main take there. But there there you go. All right. Well, uh, that that is my Twitter handle. So Adam, right, you take follow, us home. You can do it. All right, you can, you can follow me at Stringham A. Um, you know, it, it's uh, a, a decent follow. Uh, yeah. But you should make sure you follow Japers Drink Radio since Greg is, is hosting so much now. It's a much more active Twitter handle, so it make is. sure you follow that. I have fun uh, with that Twitter handle. Please tweet yes. at me and say things. Yes. And yeah. I will, poke fun at Greg. Yeah. Def, definitely go for it. Don't poke fun at me, though. No, just kidding. You guys can do whatever you want. <laughs> Thank you so much for continuing to listen and support the podcast. Um, you know, we, we really enjoy that we're doing these episodes more frequently for all of you guys. And uh, the real benefit for us is, is interaction. So please continue to kind of reach out to us on Twitter. Um, we're both relatively active and checking it, even if we're not posting a lot. So That is true. Um, I, yes. I post some now. You know, I just uh, – I have to be careful because I can't do it during work. So uh, if, you, if, I, if you ever see me tweet at like 2 to 3 p.m., just shh, be quiet. <laughs> all right, so what, what you're telling all of our listeners is to please tempt Greg to tweet during work. Yes. Uh, by tweeting at him at his new tag. Perfect. There you go. All right. That would be great. All right. I, will, I will respond to your tweet at 5.15 p.m. All right. On behalf <laughs> of myself and the uh, only after work hours, Greg Young. Wow. Thank you for listening to this episode <laughs> of Japers Rink Radio.